0: Coming up on 5-Minute News Evacuation from Kabul accelerating with help from commercial jets The Reverend Jesse Jackson hospitalised with COVID-19 And moving inland, Tropical Storm Henry drenches northeast US It's Monday, August 23 I'm Anthony Davis. President Joe Biden said on Sunday the US-led evacuation of Americans, at-risk Afghans and others from the Kabul airport accelerated this weekend, although it remains vulnerable to threats posed by the Islamic State extremist group. One week after the Taliban completed its takeover of Afghanistan by capturing Kabul, Biden said discussions are underway among military officials about potentially extending the airlift beyond Biden's August 31st deadline. Our hope is we will not have to extend, but there are discussions, he said, suggesting the possibility that the Taliban will be consulted. Speaking at the White House, Biden said 11,000 people had been airlifted from Kabul in a 36-hour period this weekend, but he did not provide details. The number appears to include flights by charter and non-U.S. military commercial aircraft, as well as the U.S. Air Force C-17 and C-130 transport planes that have been flying daily from the capital. Tens of thousands of people remain to join the airlift, which has been slowed by security issues and U.S. bureaucracy hurdles. A Pentagon spokesman said the commercial aircraft would not fly into Kabul itself, but would be used to transport people already flown out. The administration has asked for three planes each from American Airlines, Atlas Air, Delta Airlines and Omni Air, two from Hawaiian Airlines and four from United Airlines. Biden asserted, without full explanation, that US forces have managed to improve access to the airport for Americans and others seeking to get on flights He suggested that the perimeter had been extended, widening a safe zone Biden added, we've discussed a lot with the Taliban, they've been cooperative in extending some of the perimeter Earlier on Sunday, administration officials said the U.S. military is considering creative ways to get Americans and others into the Kabul airport for evacuation from Afghanistan amid acute security threats. Addressing criticism cited by many Republicans, Biden said no Afghan evacuees are being flown directly to the United States from Afghanistan without prior screening. He said they are being screened in third countries. The Reverend Jesse Jackson, a famed civil rights leader and two-time presidential candidate and his wife, Jacqueline, have been hospitalised after testing positive for COVID-19, according to a statement. 79-year-old Jesse Jackson is vaccinated against the virus and received his first dose in January during a publicised event as he urged others to receive the inoculation as soon as possible. He and his 77-year-old wife are being treated in Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Chicago. Doctors are currently monitoring the condition of both, according to the statement from Jesse Jackson's nonprofit, the Rainbow Push Coalition. There are no further updates at this time, the statement said. A protégé of the Reverend Martin Luther King, Jesse Jackson was key in guiding the modern civil rights movement on numerous issues, including voting rights. Despite having been diagnosed for Parkinson's disease, Jackson has remained active and has advocated for COVID-19 vaccines for black people who lag behind white people in the US vaccination drive. Earlier this month, he was arrested outside the US Capitol during a demonstration calling for Congress to end the filibuster in order to support voting rights. Tropical Storm Henry soaked the northeast with heavy wind and rain as it made landfall on Sunday on the coast of Rhode Island, knocking out power to over 100,000 homes and causing deluges that closed bridges, swamped roads and left many people stranded in their vehicles. The storm was downgraded from a hurricane before reaching New England, leaving many to breathe a sigh of relief in a region that has not taken a direct hit from a hurricane in decades. There were few early reports of major damage due to wind or surf. But the storm's heavy, sustained rains raised concerns about flooding from the storm that threatened to stall over the region before pivoting to the east and moving out to the Atlantic Ocean tonight. Some of the highest rain totals were expected inland. By Sunday afternoon, Henry had sustained winds of about 50 miles an hour as it moved across Connecticut, according to the National Hurricane Center. When it made landfall near westerly Rhode Island, it had sustained winds of about 60 miles an hour and gusts of up to 70 miles an hour. Several major bridges in Rhode Island, which stitched together much of the state, were briefly shuttered on Sunday, and some coastal roads were nearly impassable. Some communities in central New Jersey were inundated with as much as 8 inches of rain by midday Sunday. In Jamesburg, television video footage showed flooded downtown streets and cars almost completely submerged. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news. Daily. On the morning
1: of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America.